0: A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. In due course, John the Baptist appeared. He preached in the wilderness of Judea, and this was his message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. This was the man the prophet Isaiah spoke of when he said, A voice cries in the wilderness, Prepare a way for the Lord, make his path straight. This man John wore a garment made of camel hair, with a leather belt round his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole Jordan district made their way to him, and as they were baptised by him in the river Jordan, they confessed their sins. But when he saw a number of Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers, who warned you to fly from the retribution that is coming? But if you are repentant, produce the appropriate fruit, and do not presume to tell yourselves, We have Abraham for our father. Because, I tell you, God can raise children for Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe is laid to the roots of the trees, so that any tree which fails to produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown on the fire. I baptise you in water for repentance, but the one who follows me is more powerful than I am, and I am not fit to carry his sandals. He will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn in a fire that will never go out. Prepare
1: the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. One of the great joys, and there have been many, since joining the Dominicans in September last year, has been the chance to fully live the church's liturgical year. The kaleidoscope of liturgical colours marks the passing of feasts and seasons, the food on the table alters and excitingly, wine glasses appear on the table on solemnities. It was only last year that I truly realised that for most of my adult life, I'd lived Advent and the Christmas octave back to front. Working as a solicitor in the city for seven years, Advent had been marked by client socials, office parties, and the attempt somehow to fit in drinks with the friends who I really wanted to see as well. It was exhausting, and fattening. Christmas could feel like one last jaded push, and then one could have a few days of respite and recovery before a final hurrah for New Year's, followed by the onset of the January doldrums. Last year, all that changed. For a start, Advent was marked by the exciting change to my brand-new Blue breviary for the Divine Office, the cycle of prayer that punctuates our daily lives as religious, having used the brown volume of Ordinary Time for the previous 26 weeks. The Psalms remained the same, but the changing antiphons, The introductory lines to the Psalms and the hymns were a constant reminder that we were getting ready to celebrate something truly momentous, the coming of our Saviour. One that excited me and still remains fixed in my head is a verse from First Vespers of Christmas Day. The rose of grace and beauty of which Isaiah sings is Mary, Virgin Mother, and Christ the flower she brings. By God's divine decree, she bore our loving Saviour, who died to set us free. That first year in religious community, Advent became a time for preparation and not just a countdown to Christmas. There were not quite the same number of before Christmas, Christmas party invites. What there was instead was plenty of time to reflect and prepare for a true celebration of the full Christmas octave. I'm acutely aware that religious life puts you in a privileged position in this respect. For the first time I realised that Christmas was too significant to be celebrated and its enormity absorbed in just one day. It was a time of genuine rejoicing with my new brethren, and thanks to the generosity of many parishioners, those wine glasses which mark the most significant of days were ever present at the community meal. It was a truly joyous time. In today's gospel, we hear Matthew designating John the Baptist as that one who was spoken of by Isaiah the prophet. He is that voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, Make his path straight. We are reminded to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, having been cautioned in last week's gospel to be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Now, I'm not advocating that we should use the fact that over three weeks' remain until Christmas is a delaying tactic, lest the sun come sooner. But hopefully in the remaining time of Advent, amongst the festivities and the good of meeting with friends and family, we can put aside some time for preparation and for renewed further in our faith. We can use the time to reflect on where we have gone wrong and how to put it right. Any time is a good time to seek the sacrament of reconciliation, but Advent particularly so. Advent has traditionally been a time of fasting. Perhaps we might consider this as a way of making the spiritual feasting and mealtime feasting if we are fortunate enough and Christmas more pronounced. Pope Benedict wrote that Advent invites us once again, in the midst of many difficulties, to renew our awareness that God is present. He came into the world becoming a man like us, to bring his plan of love to fullness. And God demands that we become a sign of his action in the world. Through our faith, our hope, our love, he wants to enter the world again and again. He wants to shine his light in our night. We mark Advent each year not because Jesus did not come once and for all, but because he keeps on coming. Wherever we are in our lives, he is there for us, just waiting to be let in. As Elizabeth Scalia, one of my favourite Catholic writers, reflects, yes, it has already happened, but if God is outside of time, and we know he is, then that momentous event is happening, even as you hear this. Right now, a star is shining brightly, A people are moving towards the places from whence they came. A young woman is great with child. Wise men are lifting their eyes to heaven and wondering. The place of our own origin from whence we came beckons. It sends a flare as a guide. And the one who is all in all is moving toward us in breathtaking humility to show us the way back. So this Advent, let us try and put aside a little time each day to take comfort and be grateful for the fact that each one of us is truly loved Love so much that God should give his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life.